Nikes. Holy moly, guacamole. I don't know what I'm saying. What am I saying? I don't know. Uh, maybe because I'm a little bit little bit excited because the man, the myth, the legend, the showstopper, the icon, the man, <laughs> man the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. I love it. Any more? I got any more coming. <laughs> Master Lynn, sir. Master Lynn in the house. Lynn Kabasinski. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, very honored to have you on the podcast today. Uh, I, 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 we're gonna get to we're gonna get into your movie. I know I know we're limited on time here because you're a very busy man, uh, but I really do appreciate you popping in uh, to say what's up to the movie dojo army. They're coming in right now. They're slowly <laughs> scrolling in. That's right, the movie dojo army. Right? Why? Because we represent. We love the martial arts movies. That's right. Eight diagram, eight diagram pole fighter T-shirts. <laughs> right. Six X. Why? Because I'm 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 a Bickens. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm trying to get trying to get down to the slim gym. Get get the get the abs. Trying to get trying to be like my 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 uh, seafood Lynn. I'm trying here. Uh, but until then, we got to represent. We got and we got to represent love. You know our love for movies and cinema. So again, thank you for you know chiming in and uh, taking a break from your busy schedule to uh, join us today. And how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing real good, but first off, thanks for having me. I'm honored. Uh, I, I follow your show, so uh, you know, uh, thanks for having me and thinking of my works and stuff like that. I think you're mm-hmm. going to mention stuff probably about Challenge of Five Gauntlets, which is a very personal film of mine. Uh, yeah, all yeah. my films are like my kids, but at the same time, uh, this one, you know, was was a very close, uh, you know, experience for me, kind of thing. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to what. Qu- Questions uh, you guys might have. Sure, sure. I think you're you're kind of glitching a little bit, but I got I got what you said. But yeah, chat. Uh, any questions for Lynn? And, and uh, as we got them for a short for a short amount of time, uh, let me know, and I'll pull it up on the screen, and we can get to it. But yes, again, thank you for joining us. So I actually discovered you through uh, I'm sure as many others through the Red Letter Media uh, episodes, sure. which were a lot of fun to watch and. And then the one um, I highly recommend you uh, chat go out and check out those red letter media episodes with Lynn on there. They're a lot of fun. But um, it was the really it was the episode where you were on there with Rich Evans and you were reviewing and championing. Yes, championing. Yes, championing. I can I can speak right. Blind Fury with Rudger Hauer, and I was yeah. like, that's my guy. <laughs> I was just like, that's it. Len nah. is awesome. He's letting the whole world know. That's right. He's using the platform, letting everybody know that Blind Fury is amazing and everyone needs to check it out. I was like, this is my guy. I got to show support. And then that's when I went out and bought uh, the physical Blu-ray copy of your martial arts film, uh, Challenge uh, 5 Gauntlets, which we're going to get into and talk about it in a little bit. Uh, but what was some of the, you know, what was some of your inspiration, some of your favorite movies that kind of got you into filmmaking? And how long have you been uh, doing this, by the way? 
Uh, in filmmaking, I would have started around 2004. Uh, I was taking my lunch breaks from a, a shitty job I was working back then. Uh, I forget what it was in hotel management or something like that. Uh, it, but I would take those breaks and I would I was writing Swamp Zombies, the, f- the first one with, with right. Lou Rooney from uh, ECW and WWE, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jasmine St. Clair from ECW and other things. Yeah, he's a great dude. Uh, yeah. You know, Pamela Such came aboard that w- was uh, done a lot of like uh, higher profile micro budget movies and things like that. So Dan Severin, The Beast. Uh, yeah, Hall of Famer was in it. So, right. you know, I, I was coordinating that back then. And yeah, so my career would have started around 2004 and I'm still going. And and uh, but some of my inspirations and stuff, even back then, uh, you know, I never I never wanted to be. And it, it's funny because you get trolls and things like that that'll say, well, then's going to be the next Spielberg. Ha <laughs> ha, he did Swamp Zombies. Well, the joke's on you, player, because I never really wanted to be Spielberg. I wanted to be Fred Olin Ray. I wanted to be Jim Wynorski. I, I yeah. wanted to be Don Doler. Those are my heroes. Uh-huh. Or Kurt Anderson that would have directed yeah. uh, Mar- Marshall Outlaw and things like that. Those are yeah. uh, the poster is sitting 10 feet from me right now. I love that movie. Uh, right. So, you know, those are my heroes. You, you know, when you talk about choreography and things like that, that, you know, you get into movies like No Retreat, No Surrender 2 and those things. And you mentioned Blind Fury and I love Blind Fury, but yes. to be honest, I, I don't like Blind Fury as much as I like uh, Kickboxer with Jean-Claude Van Damme, right. No Retreat, No Surrender 2 with Lauren Avedon or China O'Brien with Cynthia Rothrock. I mean, right. I probably don't like it as much as I like those more scaled yeah. back B movies of the mid to late eighties yeah. to early nineties, King of the Kickboxers. I can almost touch the poster as I reach yeah. out. <laughs> Martial law movies like Martial. I got law. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 that, yeah. Those are the movies I grew up on that I I really loved. Uh, my my uh, intention of getting into filmmaking was never to to be Spielberg or Kubrick or any of those guys. It was yeah. to be Fredel and Ray and and Robert Klaus yeah. and, and, and and you know those kind of guys is who I really wanted to be. Yes, Alien Nation, you know. No, no, not Alien Nation. Um, oh, the Don Dolor movie. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Oh, man, what is the name of it? Oh, Riff Tracks did a... No, Cinematic Titanic did a riff on it. I'll find it later. <laughs> but yeah, Don Dolor movies are fun. They're definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah absolutely. R.I.P. All right, yeah, yeah, R.I.P. Uh, Gilbert's in the house. He's saying, what's going on, Lynn? That's right. What's going on, Sabrai? Thank you guys for hanging out with us on a Sunday evening. I really appreciate it. Yes, yes. All right. So, you know, I also enjoy not just your your podcast, which I highly recommend the chat. Uh, check out the Fist of the Filmmaker podcast. Very well done. Very well done. I love listening to those. But your Forgotten Movie Den is, that's is right. one of my that's one of my favorites. So, chat, I'm telling you right now, you got to watch. Every every single episode <laughs> yeah. of Forgotten Movie Den, because yeah. that's where that's where the hidden gems lie. You yeah, know? you know, with the Forgotten Movie Den, what I try to do there is, you know, of course I'm going to have a heavy concentration of like 80s and 90s direct-to-video boom uh, era yeah. stuff there. But I pick some newer movies once in a while, too, that I feel come out and people just don't talk about. And, uh, you right. know, but most of the concentration is, I mean, I could talk Godfrey Ho Ninja movies all goddamn day long you know what i mean i don't i don't want to do that in the forgotten movie then i could yeah. uh, but you know I, I like to make it a little more diverse 
I'll pick some Charles Bronson movies. You know, there's all kinds of stuff that, that yes. I'll put on the Forgotten Movie Den. But uh, yeah. as you would expect, there'll be a lot of, like, martial art and, and movies on there. But once in a while, yeah. I'll pick a straight-up horror movie, like Bad Moon, that I really like from 1996 with Michael Perret. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I feel like I'm the only guy I saw it in, in the, the theater. world that likes that movie. I love Bad Moon. I think it's oh. great. Uh, and, and if uh, anybody listening that, that might have seen Bad Moon and think, well, Len, you're, you're dumb, that, that sucks, read the book, which is called Thor. And yeah. uh, the book is written as the perspective of the German Shepherd. If anybody knows me, I've had German Shepherds my whole life. I love the breed. Right. I have my, my German Shepherd, Largen, is upstairs right now, probably sleeping. He's like 12 and a half years old, but he's still going strong. Uh, right, right. So yeah, I really recommend reading the book Thor if, if you're into that kind of stuff. The Bad Moon is definitely one of my favorite werewolf movies. So I'll pick stuff like that. It's not just going to be martial art movies. Of course, that's what I love. Yeah. But I, I love all kinds of movies. Yeah, and it's it's great to have that variety: fantasy, sci-fi, horror. You yeah. know, it's great. You know, yeah. it's great to have the variety. You know, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, I'm sure I, all that inspires you too. But yeah, I, I delve into a I delve into a lot of stuff and. A lot of stuff that inspires me isn't even even straight martial art pictures. Of course, there is uh, yeah. those moments. But uh, uh, one of my favorite movies is a cyberpunk movie. I love the movie Nemesis from 1993 yeah. by Albert Pune that stars uh, Olivia Gruner. Uh, but the story of Alex Rain and stuff in that movie, I absolutely adore that movie. And it's probably one of my top 10 probably favorite movies of yes. all time. And I yes. wouldn't say it's a karate movie. It's not a martial art movie. Yeah. I think it's a science fiction movie yeah. with action tones to it kind of thing. But Nemesis, I really enjoy. Uh, of course, I like movies like Angel Town. I mentioned the No Retreat, No Surrender series. I mentioned Martial right. Outlaw. Anything with Jeff Wincott between 1988 and 1995 or yeah. so, I'm really going to get into kind of thing. Anything with Matthias Hughes in it or Mark Discosos in it or something. All those kind of stuff is, is what I'm going to be watching kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I, you know... Being, a, I'm, I'm 47 years old almost now, so a, a lot of the stuff I grew up watching too were like, uh, you know, the, the Kill and Kill Again and things like that with James right. Ryan, those kind of classic, almost they're, they didn't really feel like they knew how to choreograph kung fu movies yet. I mean, South American wise or even American wise, uh, but because uh, they were kind of more acrobats back then, right. you even pushed into American cinema with stuff like a movie that I hold dear to my heart and my daughter loves called Jim Cotta, uh, which I really <laughs> do. You're talking, you're, you're speaking my yeah. language when you get into all those films like that. So yeah. I, I like a wide variety of stuff. What people probably don't get about me is my favorite movie of all time. It is not even a martial art movie or an action movie or anything. My favorite movie of all time is What's Eating Gilbert Grape uh, that nice. stars Johnny Depp. And uh, uh, my life parallels <laughs> Mr. Grapes in many ways. <laughs> you know, it, it, it hits me here. But my yeah. favorite movie of all time is What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah, Lady Fatblood loves that movie. And my wife, she loves that movie. Um, but uh, do you think, real quick question, do you think Nemesis is Albert's best movie? Um, I'm going to say yes because of the story and style of the movie. He yeah. had a lot of things. I feel like he was in the zone for it. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of his other movies like Blood Match and things like that that came out yeah. or Arcade, which I think had a really cool story and stuff to it that he did for Full Moon Pictures there. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to say yes. And I know people will jump on me because I love this movie too. It, it would definitely be my close second would be Cyborg yeah. or 
with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> I watched, I, I've seen that movie probably 50 times in my life. Uh, <laughs> but, but I think Nemesis has the more interesting characters and stuff yeah. like that in it. I think Alex Rain is superior to Gibson Rickenbacker and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. But those two are, are one, two for me kind of thing. Yeah, nice. I, I, I think, to be honest, I think the, the action sequence where uh, he shoots through the floor no, it's awesome. Keeps, it's awesome. And he keeps yeah. it's like one of the most badass action sequences I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And he kind of keeps going through each floor shooting yeah. shooting, right? I think it was done better in Nemesis than Underworld. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You it was done better in my opinion. Yeah. You can't yeah. be better than the original sometimes. I think that's a case of that. And I don't hate Underworld by any means, but it's it's not. No. Yeah. I just think they did it better. Nemesis. All right. So I had to show some support to my brother right here. After championing Blind Fury, <laughs> I was like, let me go out and buy uh, the Blu-ray of uh, Challenge of Five Gauntlet. So we're going to talk a little bit about it. It's been out for a while, chat. Uh, we're going to get into some spoilers. And uh, it is on Amazon Prime to watch and Tubi, correct? It's on Tubi, right? Yes, it is. Okay, okay. So chat, I highly recommend you guys check it out. I did enjoy it, my friend. It was entertaining. <laughs> I did enjoy it. And what I, what, what really... Uh, what I like about the movie the most is that it inspires you. It's one of those movies that inspires you to go grab your fucking camera, get the, <laughs> get the cell phone, chat. I'm telling you, chat, after you watch this movie, you're going to grab your cell phone. You're going to grab a couple of buddies. You're going to get some weapons, you know, safety first, practice safety first. And then you're going to go out to the backyard of the park. You're going to want to make a martial arts movie. That's what this movie, you know, I feel has that vibe to it it's going to inspire other people to go you know what this is all we got let's go out there let's make a movie and let's have a blast making a movie and that that is the heart of filmmaking yeah you know i get a lot of questions from people saying you know then i'm interested in filmmaking you filmmaking you've inspired me how did you start and stuff like that but i'll say uh first of all you know when you start out you got it fuck what other people say and think about your stuff or whatever, because then you're never going to get it done. Uh, I guarantee you, if you give up on yourself, you'll never make a movie. So (laughs) I will tell you that wholeheartedly, you will never make anything if you give up on yourself. So, (laughs) you know, my, my theory to you is fuck what other people think and say about you and be yourself. I'm I'm 16, 17 years now into a career. And I think I've, I've got people that are still with me from swamp zombies that I know have come along and bought Hellcats revenge too, that I just did and stuff. And you know, those people stay along with you because they believe in you. They, they love your works for you, uh, you know, and see you grow along the way. So it really is a matter of writing a story that you feel you can accomplish and uh, have the resources to accomplish it. And by resources, I don't mean, uh, you know, people think, well, then I don't have 15,000 sitting around. You don't need 15,000. Write a story that you know you can accomplish on whatever you, you have kind of thing. Yes. Yes. And, and, and go do it because uh, somebody it. won't uh, and, you know, nobody's going to care about your idea more than you. So uh, it, it's a matter of getting out there and doing it in, in that tenacity and that, that tenaciousness is what you're going to need to get it done kind of thing. I agree. I agree. I totally agree with you. And yes, Chad, you can believe the tagline where it says this. It is the Citizen Kane of low budget <laughs> martial arts action movies, which is which is which is which is a lot of fun. And your daughter starred in here as well. And that's right. And, and you yeah. know, it wasn't meant to be that way, though. I mean, it's very easy for me to put my martial art friends in it or my independent yeah, wrestling yeah. friends in it. Yeah, it's right. very easy for me to draw those people in and get them to do my productions. But right. but 
Uh, there was another young girl that uh, her father I very much respect in the arts community here. He had a, had a young age appropriate uh, daughter that he thought might be wanting to get into theater and things like that. And I said, okay, uh, but she wasn't having it and things when we started a little bit nervous, mm -hmm. tired and things like that. And I, yeah. I totally understand all that stuff. They're little kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. where I knew my daughter would want to do it if I told her about it. So, right. but I didn't want to just make a family production and have people yeah. that, well, Len plugs his wife <laughs> or, or Len plugs his daughter into it and stuff. But, but I knew yeah. Ariel would be perfect for it. My daughter. And uh, when, when this other little girl thing didn't work out, uh, you know, yeah. I plugged Ariel into it and off we went, but, uh, but yeah, uh, she, she was, she was perfect. Yeah, a lot of people really commented on 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 how how good she was in it. So I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I think she had a lot of fun with it. I mean, when we shot it, she was only just turned three years old, maybe or not quite three years old when we shot it, something like that. So, uh, but I really think uh, with a script like this and how personal it was for me and, and me writing it and things like that, I think. Uh, if I could have not done another movie again and ended with Gauntlets, uh, I, I would have been okay with that. I think it was yeah. God, God giving me my my moment kind of thing, saying, "Here's the movie you kind of always wanted to do, Len. Here's your daughter doing it with you, and uh, go for it." And we did. Uh, it didn't happen like that because I still feel I have tons of gas left in the tank for oh yeah crazy adventures. But uh, if it yeah. would have ended on Gauntlets, I I probably would have been okay with that. Nice, nice. Let me, just for chat, I'm going to read the plot synopsis for them really quick. All right, so here we go, chat. So, Challenge of Five Gauntlets. A desperate family has exhausted all avenues to save their gravely ill young child, except one. They seek help in the form of a relic historian slash adventurer, Kane, to track down the Buddhist tooth. A relic believed to have supernatural healing powers. However, to get to Buddhist tooth, Kane must not only travel the globe, but battle through a gauntlet of warrior gatekeepers who each hold clues to the ancient relics location. Yes. Yeah. Well, so there you I, go, chat. I, I should step in for a second. And, and Kane is actually my son's name. So uh, the reason oh, right. why the character's name is Kane is that that's my son's name. So nice. Nice. We got some, we got some bad moon supporters over here. They're giving the thumbs up. Yeah. Some nemesis, right? Right. Angel on. town, angel town. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, L L Lane Brown just said uh, this sounds badass. You know, she's in, she's all in. That's right. Oh, they're loving the red, they're loving the red mohawk. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say this though for people that are expecting uh, a man with iron fist kind of thing, you're not going to get that. Gauntlets is more of a family oriented movie. I'm not going to say it's a family movie, but your kids could watch it and things like that yeah. and not be. But but I think the thing that I think. It, Gauntlets is really successful at, in my opinion, is it won't feel like we're watering it down on purpose kind of thing. There's yeah. fight scenes. There's all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, there's, oh, no, yeah. there's no swearing or nudity in this picture. Uh, but, uh, you know, it doesn't feel like we're trying to get a PG movie. It's just the story itself and the way it plays out is, is a PG movie kind of thing. So, uh, you know, keep that in mind. Yeah. There it is. Boom. I love the artwork of this poster. This is this is this is really good. Yeah, it's done by my man Gordon Davies, who's done a lot so, of my uh, artwork. And he actually did some of the digital effects in the movie, like the airplane when it's flying around and stuff. The oh, same nice. guy okay. did the poster artwork. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Gordon. Was this the same artist that also did uh Hellcats 2? Yes. Oh, because I really love that poster too. I'm mm -hmm. I'm wanting to watch this movie as well. I just haven't got around to it because it's got my kind of you know, women in prison film kind of vibe, yeah. the grindhouse yeah. vibe. 
I was like, well, I'm sold. I'm going to have to check it, it out. I would say it, it definitely fits the bill. It's more of a women in prison movie in, intentionally than it is right. like a biker movie uh, kind of thing. But Hellcats Revenge 2 comes out May 11th everywhere uh, on DVD and stuff. It's okay. already on Blu-ray because I retain the Blu-ray rights. So if somebody wants a Blu-ray for Hellcats Revenge 2, go to my eBay store. And uh, my, my eBay ID is Sensei LK. Uh, you'll find uh, Hellcats Revenge Blu-rays, Gauntlets Blu-rays. I retain the Blu-ray rights on both of those. <clears throat> so if you're oh, going nice. to watch, watch them in high definition, which is the way they're meant to be seen, either yeah. watch them by joining my Patreon campaign or watch them by getting a Blu-ray from me at the store there. Yes. Yes. I need to see it. Uh, so uh, we're going to get into uh, just, a, uh, I want to talk about a few things that I liked about the movie. First off, who wrote the Rage 5 commercial? <laughs> yeah. Was that yeah. you? Yeah, the Rage 5 commercial, honestly, I almost didn't let in the movie because okay. I, thought it was some, I thought it was some goofy wiener thing. It was just dumb shit. But, you know, I get it. I, I can be very collaborative when I trust you as an artist kind of thing. And yeah. uh, I, uh, Aaron, I, Aaron Bratcher had done that and... Yeah. Uh, I forget what scene it's in. I think the wife is on the couch watching some stupid thing yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but uh, Aaron put it in there and he shot it. And I guess it was one of his, I don't know if it's a feature length film or if it's a fake trailer. I don't, I don't right, know. Right, right, uh, right. But whatever it is, uh, editor of the movie and, and cinematographer for Gauntlets, Aaron Bratcher had, had done that. So, right. uh, and I just kind of let him run with it. It's better to run with something like that than put yeah. it in. Skull Forest or something like right. that I've done a few times in other movies. So uh, well, me, me and uh, me and the missus, we cracked up. We were laughing at that. We had fun with that. Uh, I'm, was, was, I'm, I'm sure that was his intention was yeah. to have people laugh at it and uh, mission accomplished. It was your cheddar goblin <laughs> for the movie moment so. <laughs> from Mandy. Uh, but yeah, so so let's talk about Leo Fong. So how did you get a hold of him and low blow himself? Yeah, he's he's a great man actually, and what, what, he's sharp as a tack mentally too. But uh, uh, you know, actually, I was working out at the gym months before uh, Gauntlets, as, as I'm still casting it and stuff. And I thought, man, uh, I really want a, an Oriental person to play this role, but I don't really know anybody. If I could choose, what could I right, do, right. or who could I think of? And I'm, I'm brainstorming, 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 and, and I'm thinking maybe Stephen Lee from Sword of Honor or something. If he's doing anything anymore, maybe who can I get to to play this role? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. because it, the character is not Pat Morita. It's not a Mr. Miyagi type character. That's not what his uh, what what his character is in it. Uh, and then I thought about it. I thought Leo Fong. Yeah. I messaged him on Facebook. Uh, not thinking anything of it really, or if he would even get back to me. Uh, he got back to me, but be before I was done with my workout that day, and he just oh, said, yeah. "Man, I'm my own agent. You know, uh, I I think we both have a lot in common and stuff like that because I make yeah. my own movies and produce them and direct my own movies." And I was like, "Man, this seems like a really good fit." And uh, sure enough, it was. Uh, he couldn't have been a cooler dude, and I hope to work with him in the future on Pact of Vengeance. So a really really cool guy. Yeah, so we'll we'll get the Pact of Vengeance uh, right before you know towards the end of the stream because I we, I'm excited about that as well. Uh, but yeah, man, like uh, it was great seeing him in the movie. I enjoyed his little bar fight 
especially when he fucked up that guy's arm. He like snapped it. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, that was my effects man, my effects man, Monster Mark uh, Kazubaki, yeah. who I've known forever, who's went on to do you know bigger movies too, like the special had just come out. I knew uh, he did the special effects for that. I know he did the special some of the special effects in a movie called Zombie Killers, where I did some yeah. uh, fight choreography in it. Uh, the, the one with uh, D. Wallace Stone and Billy Zane and stuff from yeah. about six yeah. or seven years ago. Uh, so yeah, that's my effects man, uh, Monster Mark. Uh, he's on my Fist of the Filmmaker podcast a lot of times. So COVID's kind of fucked that up a little bit, but uh, right, right, he's right. on there. But uh, yeah, he does the special effects and gauntlets, and uh, good, great job as usual. Yes, uh, the location scouting. Some of the locations in this movie are beautiful, man. Yeah, like thanks. All of the the the, the, the snow forest, the you know, yeah. the, fight, the fight by the river. Yep. Like this was all beautiful locations. Was it was it yeah. difficult to find a spot? No, that's about five minutes from my house. But but oh. uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. The the beach though, I see you have like a background photo, and it's when I'm walking away on the beach after I fought the uh, ninja character there, Ryu. Uh, we actually got a permit and stuff. That yes, that uh, I'm fighting actress uh, Jenna Fryer there, who I had met in Philadelphia on Swamp Zombies too. Really, right. and a kick kickboxer in real life and stuff. She's a tough, oh, tough lady. I, I've been hit by plenty of tough men in my life, and let me tell you, I've I, I've hardly been hit harder than what Jenna hits in. Nice. <laughs> so she is a tough, <laughs> tough woman. Uh, but anyways, uh, we got a permit to be on the beach that day okay. and stuff like that. So, I, and it's probably only the second or third time in my entire career in filmmaking in 16, 17 years here that I've got a permit. So, uh, but we did yeah. get a permit to shoot that scene on the beach there. Nice, nice. I love that that camera angle shot where you 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 lose your katana at some point during the fight, and there's this one camera angle. It's great where you do a roll towards oh, yeah. the the katana and yeah. snatch uh, it. Yeah, that was great. Like that kind yeah. of stuff, all the kung fu zoom in type stuff, martial art movie zoom ins. Yeah, you know, that, yeah. that all enhances the fight. Yeah, some of the snap zooms and stuff like that, where I, I go like, I'm going to, I'll say, Aaron, I'm going to go like this. And when I go yeah. like this, you, you zoom into yeah. my face and stuff. I love a lot that. of that was me directing him what to do. But, uh, <laughs> you know, most of the photography and stuff, I let him run with with a lot of it. So uh, right, a, right, a lot right. of Challenge of Five Gauntlets is the genius of Aaron Bratcher's photography, if you will. But uh, there are those moments where I'll step in and say, I have to have this shot this way. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck do I know? But but I do know these kinds of pictures. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, once in a while, you know, to his dismay probably or his disgruntledness towards me, he'd probably say, mm, you know, <laughs> but take it, just appease me, take the shot in two minutes and, and we'll get on to yeah. doing the rest of your photography kind well, of thing. Well, it definitely enhanced the fight. That kind of stuff's fun, you know. Yeah. Did you I, ever I, hear about the, did you ever hear about that was supposed to be the original end, end finale fight in Kill Bill 2? No. Like, Quentin Tarantino originally, because people ask, well, why was the end finale fight just them sitting in a chair, back, you know, outside, right. and they the move on them, and that was it? People were kind of like, eh. And Quentin Tarantino said that he originally wanted the end fight of them to have a sword duel on the beach, but oh, it just didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't work out. But, uh, the fight with the Russian, I love the uh, the frying pan uh, gag. Yeah, yeah. That. Again, that, that was pretty much in the script. I, I had written that thinking that, you know, we could probably shoot this not easily, but with with some reverse photography. And again, I kind of knew uh, Aaron would be able to pull this kind of stuff off and stuff. And he also edited the picture. So, I mean, yeah. uh, he's a talented guy and I knew what he could yeah. do. And, 
uh, we shot the, the the frying pan gimmick there again. Monster that was, Mark that was filmed great though. It was it was yeah. some Jackie Chan shit. I mean, that was some good stuff. Yeah, this, I, I, I liked it. This stunt in this fight here, where he kicks you through the the glass door, mm. was that tough? Was that a no, one no. take? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it, it was one take, I, I believe. But at the same time, I mean, the, the glass isn't there. I mean, that's all, all a digital effect. Right, right. Okay. But I, I thought okay. it worked out. I thought it worked out pretty well. What I do is, uh, I step through the door. He masks it or whatever he does in editing, puts the the glass effect on it. And then when I fall to the ground, we had some punched up glass that they threw on me. As oh, I okay, nice. Kind of Perfect. So, but, but I mean, that's that's easy stuff for me. I'm not too worried about that kind of stuff. You're used to the big the big falls and the pushes and all. You're used to all that stuff. Nice. Uh, yeah, that was that was a fun fight. There were some brutal moments in that. And uh, the lumberjack fight in the bar, I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, the the thing with that in the choreography is obviously I choreographed these all the fights in the movie. Uh, yeah. The big thing with the lumberjack fight is I I wanted to seem like the Kane character was you know above uh, these kind of fighters. So the 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 thing with that is I wanted Kane never to get up from his seat from the whole fight. So yeah. I mean that was intentional. And if you watch the fight, he never stands up. No, uh, he kicks people from a seated position or throws yeah. them or punches them from a seated position. I think it was like three or four dudes that attack you, and you yeah, not get yeah. off your feet, and you whoop their asses, which was great. Well, they make me look good, and, and the, well. those guys that I use in those scenes, are, <laughs> you know, that's their job is to you know make me look good in those scenes or whoever it is that they're fighting. You know, if right. they're fighting Lisa Neld in Hellcat's Revenge or something, your goal always yeah. is, is the person in the on the other end of these fight scenes or the receiving end it's to make the other person look good and and they made me look good dave decola who i've known for many 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 years is a has a lot of stage combat theatrical experience which i do myself as well uh yeah. you know some of my kung fu friends and stuff uh, uh todd chapman and stuff were in that scene uh those are all guys i trust because they're martial artists and stage yeah. combat people that have experience in that stuff. And all the guys in that scene were like that. A Andy O'Dell uh, came in from Cleveland, who I I've known for a few years now. Again, martial artists. I, these guys know how to fall. They know how to roll with things. And that that's what I want. I want guys that know physically what they're, you know, they can do with yeah. their bodies. And things, so it just enhances every fight scene, yeah. you know, and it's just very well done. Now, you you always look like you're a big dude. Like you always look like you're huge. <laughs> right? How big know. is this? How big is this guy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, uh Tim O'Hearn that plays the Scott there in the film. This uh, he's guy's pretty huge. He's a pretty big dude. He he's probably maybe an inch taller than me or so. I'm six foot. He's probably okay. he's gotta be like six one or six two, I would imagine. Uh he I think he had a wrestling background and stuff. And his character, obviously, as the Scott, I wanted him to be more of a tough, uh, which he yeah, is, yeah. Uh, it, and it fits him, uh, it, it, more of the tough lumberjacky brawler kind of person. And uh, yeah, that was straight up brutal brawl, big guy fight right there. But he it looks, makes, it makes he looks me feel good. it makes me feel good at the end of the day because uh, uh, Tim uh, O'Hearn is his name. He he has a lot of uh, uh, experience in doing indie, micro budget indie pictures and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I had uh, listened to an interview he did recently, and he said one of my favorite roles is, is probably, you know, playing the Scott in Challenge of Five Gauntlets. And that makes oh. you feel good at the end of the day because I want my people to come out and not only have fun on my pictures, but I want them to feel like they, they've done something. You, you know yeah. what I mean? I, don't, I want you to go home at the end of the day and, and think that this is just another gig or something like that. I want you to think that you've done something unique or something special that, that might go somewhere. And, and Challenge yeah. of Five Gauntlets has done that. So. Yeah, 
But I love the part of the fight where he knocks you down and then you do that kick up maneuver. No, I do the kick up. Yeah. Well, but, I got a and, torn rotator cuff. I ain't kicking up anywhere anymore. <laughs> yeah. But the <laughs> but the camera kind of follows you kicking up. I enjoy little little tricks yeah. like that. Well, that that, 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 that's all Aaron Bratcher. I can't take that. I mean, Aaron yeah. Bratcher didn't do the springboard, but I'm saying he did the <laughs> photography uh, to the springboard kind of thing. So now the fight at the end. Uh, this is great, another great location shot right here. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're in New York at, for this. The fight at the end. I know we're kind of running out of time. I'm I'm trying to speed it up here. But no, the fight you're at, fine. You're fine. Okay, okay. The fight at the end here. I really enjoyed this, and I'm trying really hard. I mean, I've seen like five billion, just like you, we've seen like a thousand, hundreds of thousands of martial arts movies. And I'm trying to think, when was the last time we had a martial arts fight, especially a two-on-one fight, which it involved voodoo? And I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm really, I'm trying to think, because you have like movies like Samo Hung Spooky Encounters, right? Sure. Where, you know, people oh, are- there's tons of that shit from over there. Yeah, like, I mean, there's- I mean, you People had Dr. Are, Ho directing a, a, a pogo stick jumping vampire things uh, right. in the robo yeah. Right, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but like someone's either possessed, right? right. But in terms of, like, like you said, we've seen that before. Someone's possessed the fight or whatever. But uh, in this one, though, in terms of you're trying to, you know, defend and counterattack and defend yourself, but the, uh, the, the, the actress, the voodoo witch, has your doll and she's like taking your leg out and you're trying to kick and your legs hurt and I'm try I'm really trying hard and I thought it was very creative and inventive and I'm really trying hard to think where I've seen that before and I, I can't think right now. No, not I mean none of that scene came I didn't get inspiration from anything else I saw. I yeah. just knew I wanted to tie in some kind of supernatural component to the movie because the tooth itself, which is the basis of the story, is kind of supernatural. So Yeah. You know, I wanted yeah. to tie in something there. Then we have the salt circle and some of the voodoo stuff. And I don't know anything about that kind of shit. But the <laughs> young fan that actually played one of the uh, voodoo yeah. warriors at the end of the movie, he knows some things about that and stuff. And he actually did the tattoo that's on my arm. Uh, uh, he came in and said, well, then you should do this. If you trap us in a salt circle, voodoo people can't do this or that. And I was like, I don't fucking know any of this. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank you, because we'll write this into the scene. Kind of yeah. thing. So, you know, but it, was it, it was entertaining. And I was like, this is very different. This yeah. is unique. The, like, the DDT and stuff, too. That that was not my idea. The, the, guy, <laughs> I, the guy I'm fighting there, uh, great guy, uh, John Cavalier, yeah. I, I think is how you say his last name anyways. If I pronounce that wrong, I'm sorry, John. Uh, John uh, had said then, you know, you should DDT me here because you just did this move and I'm right here. And. You know, because if you're thinking of me, a martial artist, and I've got a lot of experience, whether it's just, you know, Korean martial arts, but I've also yeah. had some submission martial art experience and stuff. And yeah. after my last move, I'm thinking I'm going to tie you up and basically like guillotine choke you, it's called kind of thing. Uh, right. And he said, well, no, you know, you should just DDT me. And I'm like, I don't know how to do any of that stuff. And he's like, well, just wrap your arm around me and I'll do the rest. And there it was. Yeah. I, I said, okay, cool. I think it's cool. So, yeah, John Cataline there, uh, he gets credit for the DDT. Nice. There. Well, it's always fun to throw in a DDT now and then. You know, I now. thought it was fun. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Um, I also loved how Leo Fong kind of wrapped up the movie for you. And yeah. I, I really like this scene because you, know, you, you go back to train with him in the forest and he kind of gets the drop on you, which was a lot of fun. You know, yeah, so yeah. trying to get the drop on you. And I, I love the line. I love the line of the movie where he says, black belt, mm -hmm. white belt, doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> Learning 
is endless. That, that's kind of how I feel about life, though. I mean, obviously, I wrote the dialogue to this the script, but but yeah. uh, you line. know, uh, another credit there goes to Aaron Bratcher as we're like molding this film and stuff like that. Uh, you know, the original ending of the picture was to be the little girl running up and hugging Kane, and then the camera drone pulling away the right. shot that you see in the movie. Yeah, uh, the yeah, drone yeah. pulls away, and then it was going to cut the credits. And Aaron right. was like, "No, the arc of the story should be he goes back." to his master at the end of the movie and uh, after giving it some thought like i said when I, when i can respect you uh i can trust you in some things much like some yeah. editors in the past i've used like chris young or you know uh, jacob uh, uh, jacob from uh, blood prism those kind of things i think yeah. they really got a lot of good creative ideas i think aaron had that and at the end of the day i i think he he made the right decision there i'm glad he kind of convinced me into into doing it where the end of the picture is uh, me and leo at the end it just it just was a nice way to end the movie. And then, plus, I, I really like Deadline. And then it goes to the end credits. And then we got some 80s synthwave throwback music. I love that. I'm a sucker for that. I'm like, everything is just, this just wraps up perfectly. And I, I really uh, had a lot of fun uh, with Challenge of Five Gauntlets, man. Now, I know you got future projects out there. I know you got future projects coming up. However, however, I don't know. I think you might have something here with this character. I don't <laughs> I don't know. I'm, 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 I don't know, man. Because think about it: a mixture of a little bit of Indiana Jones adventure. That's what I hear. Yeah. Plus martial arts. I don't know, man. I wouldn't mind seeing more adventures with Kane. I, I, I would not write that out. It, it's yeah. much like I, 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 I mentioned to uh, Newt, and I, I always get his last name wrong. But look, my, my last name's Kapusinski, so I'm used to hearing my last name wrong all the time. But uh, yeah. not so much lately, though, which is nice. But but uh, Newt Wallen, I think his last name is, or Waylon Wallen. I'm sorry, Newt, yeah. but uh, he wrote uh, a lot of Swamp Zombies too. And uh, there, people had mentioned while well, they had fun with it, you know, yeah. it, that's out there all over the place too. It's on Tubi, it's on Amazon, it's all over the place. And and uh, is there going to be Swamp Zombies three and stuff like that? And I said, well, you know, I wouldn't rule it out, but it's gotta, it's gotta be something that picks my interest that I want to do, kind of thing. Uh, yeah. I don't want to do the goofy space thing, although I think it, it's fun. But uh, it, you know, yeah. every every run of the mill series now is done that. I, I don't want to be in outer space. <laughs> <laughs> not, not saying that was proposed, but I'm just saying I'm not interested. Yeah. But, but it's got to be saying. something that affects my interest. And it'd be yeah. the same thing with, with Gauntlets. Uh, I wouldn't rule anything out as long as it's yeah. like a story that, that that would interest me. Right. Uh, and it's hard to get past how interested I was writing Gauntlets to begin with. You know, to start out, uh, it was meant to be very much a uh, Shaw Brothers type film. And I think the story is still there like a Shaw Brothers movie. Right. Uh, my, much, But uh, I feel like as we went along uh, in the original script, uh, there's nudity and heads getting cut off and all this kind right. of stuff happening. And I, I like all that stuff. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> yeah. uh, but as me and Aaron went along and saw things, uh, it almost turns into an adventure film. Uh, now, yeah. if you ask me at the end of the day, is it an adventure film or a martial art film? It's a martial art film because of the philosophy and things like yeah. that that go into the picture. But uh, it, it turns out it plays like an adventure film with the, the martial art heart uh, uh, to it. And obviously there's several fight scenes and things like that in it. But, uh, yeah. um, you know, at the end of the day, but the, the one basis of the story that I think a lot of people don't know, uh, my mom died of multiple system atrophy uh, back on Mother's Day in 2014. And, oh. uh, you know, I can't 
solve, I can't cure cancer. I can't, I couldn't cure multiple system atrophy for my mom, you, you know, those kinds yeah. of things. And I work in physical therapy. So, uh, yeah. you know, I can't fix those things, but uh, in performing arts, I can write a script where I can fix those things. And yeah. uh, you know, my mom died maybe three months before getting to meet my daughter, Ariel, who was in gauntlets. So uh, using your creative brain is always a good thing. And, and I think yeah. gauntlets has given me a lot of great things in my life. Uh, none more so to feel like I could fix things that I couldn't fix in my personal life with my mother yeah. and things like that with things. So, but in movies, you can do anything. Uh, you know, I'm not a brain surgeon, but could I write myself to be a brain surgeon? Of course I could. You know what I mean? So yeah. in gauntlets, I got to kind of save the day where I couldn't in real life, but I could on the cinematic screen there. And, uh, it's a special moment for me. It really is. Yes. I still think you got something here. Sorry. I'm trying to. I'm trying to sell it to you, man. I'm trying to sell it. I think you got something here with the character, but hopefully in the future, we'll see. We'll have to, we'll have to stay tuned. I forgot to talk about the fight in the forest. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a real-life black belt, too. Uh, Jason yeah. is his name. Uh, he, that he was a fun fight. Yeah, he owns a karate school. Uh, I really got a little inspiration there, but not a lot, but a little bit in terms of costuming from a 1980s movie I really love called Avenging Force with Michael Dudikoff. Yeah. Uh, the, one, the one villain has the white mask and he's a yeah. swordsman kind of thing. Now, this guy's not a swordsman, but uh, uh, yeah. I, I kind of took a little bit of, of uh, the old canon films, Avenging Force there. Yeah. With that. Um, speaking of canon films... Uh, any inspiration for from American Ninja for catching the arrow and breaking? Yeah. <laughs> probably subliminally somewhere, but uh, <laughs> when, when, when we when we were probably honestly off the top of my head, no. But uh, you know, when I think about it, probably subliminally somewhere something yeah. told me to, yeah. <laughs> to do it that way. So believe it, uh, believe it or not, I loved it though. But believe it or not, though, um, a couple of years back, maybe four years ago, three or four years ago. I finally got around to watching Avenging Force for the first time. Oh, that's I, great! Because I wanted to, I wanted to watch it in good quality, so I bought the the, the Blu-ray, and it blew me away, man. This what Michael Dudikoff's best movie? What do you think? I, I'd say it's probably his best movie. Yeah, um, it's it too good. bad something like Alistair McLean's uh, book River of Death and stuff didn't go over better uh, yeah. on the cinematic screen because I feel like that probably should have been Michael Dudikoff's best movie. Uh, but it didn't play out that way. I, I really like American Ninja 1 and 2. Uh, yes. I think Avenging Force is his best movie. Uh, yes. you know. I agree. But we were really blown away. We really enjoyed it a lot. And it was kind of perfect timing. It was like the martial arts gods are looking down on us. Because as soon as we watched it, I went to a, a convention called Dragon Fest. And, oh, sure. was, and Sam Furstenberg was there. Oh, right on. Yeah. And I yeah. met him. And he was the nicest, sweetest man ever. I met him. I took a picture with him and uh, Shokasugi's stunt double, <laughs> and uh, we we had fun. And I, I I had to let him know. I was like, I just watched Avenging Force, and we were blown away. It was a, yeah, it was a lot. and he that made his day. That <laughs> made it because it seemed like he was just kind of walking around and nobody knew who he was. <laughs> right, sure. <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god, Sam Furstenberg. Uh, but very nice man. And then I, I had to throw it to him. I had to ask him, hey, any future movies? And he's like, no, I'm retired. I'm good. Right, um, he's, yeah, I figure he's, he's well. He's got to be in his late 70s by now, I'm sure. Yeah, but it was it was it was. Uh, what's going on, everyone? Thank you for hanging in and uh, chilling with me and the legend Len here. We got some Ninja Three domination shout shout outs here. <laughs> Another if you're not first, you last. Yes, yes. Another fun movie. Just I just can't get enough of that. Um, now. 
their next project I'm really excited for. Mm. Pack the Vengeance, yeah. baby. Pack the yeah. Vengeance chat. Look at this poster. Look at this. VHS style. Love it. Badass Satie abounds. And look who's at the bottom here. We got, again, Leo Fong, Low Blow the Legend Returns. We got Tom Micklethor's son from Rock and Roll Nightmare, which was one of, which that movie had one of the craziest, most insane finales in movie history. <laughs> Rock and Roll Nightmare, John Micklethor. We got Matthew Caretas from Samurai Cop, son. Oh, yeah. All teaming up with, with my man, Lynn, who's also in the movie. This right here, I am sold. I am sold, especially mm-hmm. when I found out is going to be Vigilante Beatdown style, yes. Death right. Wish 3, which I absolutely love Death Wish 3. I yeah. absolutely love that movie. And I'm yeah, picture, picture like a Death Wish 3 mixed with like an old Sega uh, console beat em up like Streets of Rage 2 or something like that. That's sold. basically what it's going to be. <laughs> that just happens to be my favorite beat em up series. That's all. But yeah, I read the plot synopsis and I, I heard you talking mm-hmm. about it uh, uh, a little bit. Oh, look, we got Dog Soldier says, "Dude, that looks awesome." Thank yeah, you. chat is 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 really 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 feeling uh, that poster and that poster art. So um, the, the plan, I think I heard you say that the plan was to film. The, yes, look at Thank that. You. So if you guys join Len's Patreon and help support him make bigger and better movies, which I highly recommend yes. that you do, join the Obliterators. Join yes. the obliterators. Locate, infiltrate, and obliterate. Yeah. So, so yeah, I want the patch. Yeah, it, it's it's very much a, a beat em up movie kind of thing. Uh, of course, there's some martial arts and action to it. It's more of an action picture than it is a martial art picture uh, yeah. in terms of like scope and things like that. Yeah. Where you, you see a movie like Challenge of Five Gauntlets and you get the 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 aura of the film and things that is very martial art in terms of philosophies and things like that but pact of vengeance will not be that it's very much an action picture that'll have some some kicks and punches but a lot of guns and stuff like that in it some flamethrowers those kinds of things uh you know but it is very much a get revenge for this and that and uh take back the city kind of kind of thing yeah obliteration yes it looks like it's it's it, it just it looks like it's it's yeah you know, it's, gonna you scratch, it's gonna scratch the itch Gonna scratch the action <laughs> like I'm ready. This is my kind of shit right here, and I'm sure Chad is excited as well. So you you're gonna think about um I know last year Koof the Koof yeah to put yeah. it on hold. Are yeah. you planning on uh getting back to filming this in the summer? What's the yeah what's- yeah the plan is I just launched the poster and patch campaign on my Patreon. It, it's really simple uh, to, to plug it real quick. It's Patreon.com/slash Killer Wolf Films. Uh, yeah. For five dollars, you get the, the the patch and the poster. I'll sign it if you want to ruin the artwork, but uh, I'll ship those things to you. And uh, you know that it's kind of my fundraiser for the movie. I'm looking to shoot it in like August, kind of thing. Nice. Leo's in, Samurai Cops in, John okay. Michael Thor's in. They they all talk to me and stuff, and I'll still want to do it. So it looks yeah. like August we might be able to normalize some things COVID wise, where you know travel and stuff won't be such yeah. a pain in the ass kind of thing. So that's what we're hoping for, and that's what kind of set it back last year. We couldn't get our budget together. Our Indiegogo campaign kind of started right as COVID was ending everything right, right, so uh right. that, that didn't help anything and so it'll really depend on how much we can raise in it, it, it on it yeah. on a kickstarter campaign uh, i'm probably going to use indiegogo like i before uh but i mean and i don't need some crazy ass hundred thousand dollar campaign right. i don't need anything like that but uh i can't get it done for like ten thousand dollars that i raised on gauntlets or something so right, I, right. I, can't, I can't get packed done for that but i also don't need 
you know, $100,000 either. So we'll, right. we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm optimistic about it. I think the story's great. I think the cast will be awesome. I think everybody out there that when they see a cast like this, I'll give them what they want to see kind of thing in a movie. Yeah. I, believe I, can, I believe I can deliver on that. I, I believe I'm a fan enough of these kinds of movies that I know what people want to see in them. So yeah. uh, I, I will not fail on that. So maybe, I hope maybe. everybody... Maybe have John. Maybe have John do the end theme song. <laughs> actually, actually, he had messaged me a, a couple weeks ago now, right, right after the, the the turn of the year here, uh, saying that he was thinking about writing a few original pieces for the because he still all he was still on tour and going yeah. all over the place before COVID happened. So uh, I'm hoping to get three new songs from Thor. So which which is a yeah. band I really really like. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, we got uh we got Lane uh, Lane Brown here says poster looks great. We got Dog Soldier right here says, dude, that looks awesome. Thank you very much. Dog Soldier also says, I need that patch. Go to Patreon. <laughs> That's it. So make sure you guys support his Patreon. Make sure you go to, yeah, uh, have it in the description box below, the link, guys, if you want to go to Len's YouTube channel, subscribe, and you get all the exclusives there in terms sure. of the podcast, in terms of the, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the Hidden Gems show. All, like all my know. movies are on there, all that kind of stuff. I got my movies on there with, with private links and stuff. You can watch them. But I'm starting to put more and more of my films on there that are digital downloads. And when you join, they're yours to keep. Challenge of Five Gauntlets is on there for $2. So when you join for 2 bucks, you get a, a link to watch, uh, download and watch Challenge of Five Gauntlets in, in HD whenever, whenever you feel like it. So uh, something to think Bam. about. Love it. Love it. Love it. And I'm sure they're going to they're gonna head over there and support uh, and another another thing I meant, I forgot to mention earlier was talking about. I mean, you've you've kind of like a man of many trades, you know, actor, producer, director, you know, fucking martial arts, former kata and weapons tournament champion. Oh, no, I still compete. I still compete. Yeah, I saw I saw one of your videos when you're talking about movies. It was I think it was Forgotten Movie Den, one of them, and I saw your trophy collection. I was like, holy shit. Uh, there's not that many, really. Uh, I, not, I mean, I know people that have thousands and thousands of trophies, but I know. I, mean, I, I, I don't know. There might be a hundred and I don't yeah. know, 30 or forty or something like that. Yeah. But, but you know, I've only really went after trying to win like regional championships and state championships and stuff. Right. Really, yeah. since only the past maybe six or seven years, so uh, it's yeah. worked out pretty well. Uh, to plug something else I've done in my sure. uh, personal life here with with martial arts is. I, I believe it's this coming Wednesday. So that would be what, uh, February, whatever, uh, the first week of February here on Wednesday night on the undercover billionaire uh, comeback city, uh, my karate school that I teach at. It's not my school, it's Master Arrington School, but I'm one of the black belt instructors there. We're featured on that program at 10 o'clock on the Discovery Channel. So uh, check it out. You, nice. you get to see a side of me that's not a movie side of me kind of thing. It's just me. Yeah. You know, uh, Billy Blanks is on the episode, that kind of thing. It, it's cool. Nice. nice. So Dog Soldier says, uh, tell Lynn, I just joined the campaign and would be honored if he signed the poster. You got it. Dog Soldier, make sure you email me on Patreon your address so I, I'll get it out there. Everything's starting to ship out on the 5th of February, so I'll start ma start mailing stuff out from there. So make sure you email me your uh, address there on Patreon. Nice. Thank you. What I was trying to say earlier before I saw Dog Soldier's comment was you're a man of many trades, but I think a lot of your fan base and why you have fans and then you gain one with me is you're very humble. 
and you don't really see. I mean, compared to other, come on now, be honest. Compared to other directors out there, I don't know. I, I think um, you have, uh, opinions vary. That's what uh, yeah. Patrick Swayze said in Roadhouse. There, uh, uh, yeah, opinion, <laughs> opinions vary. I mean, you yeah. could talk to some people I work with, and it'd be lens a dick or whatever like that. And other people, <laughs> but I, I think sometimes two people yeah. can understand the the passion component and things yeah. like that, that that go into these things and and, and such. So. Uh, you know, when I work with uh, typically 50, 60 people on average in a production, uh, somebody's bound to not have fun kind of thing. And I, I yeah. understand that, you know, I was an extra on the movie Warrior, uh, the MMA movie that was shot, I don't know, yeah. maybe 10 years ago in Pittsburgh. I had a lousy fucking time on it. I was bored. I, I yeah. didn't really, and I didn't care about the stupid, whatever it was, day rate, a hundred bucks or whatever they were paying people right, a day. Right, right. I didn't care about that. I, I wanted to like learn something. I wanted yeah. to go down on this major $30 million, $40 million budgeted picture and like, how, what's the director doing? Or what's this guy doing in his choreography? Or what? I didn't learn fucking anything. I just sat there freezing my ass off the entire time and made a hundred yeah. bucks. I mean, and, and, you know, it's, it, it, I, I get it. You know, this, yeah. this is for everybody and, and kind of thing. Uh, my attitude with everything, and I don't know if it's humble or not, but really just try to take everything in and take everything as a learning opportunity to talk to people yeah. you might think you might not have talked to before. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, people were astounded kind of thing when I started talking to the Red Letter media guys and stuff they emailed me out of the blue and i said yeah sure and i mean maybe they didn't expect me to say yeah sure i'll come out uh you know yeah. what do i have against anybody that, that's watching movies like that yeah. do well, you know what miami connection is because we're friends and if you know what miami connection is so poster poster right, right here right yeah you know i mean and, and these guys know all that stuff and and they're really fans of those kinds of pictures i mean the last time i was out there jay jay bauman uh, uh got me a copy of a uh, uh blood street i think it was with leo fong and richard norton there uh i want to say it's blood street i think it is the one where he throws the guy off of the the, the parking garage I so. yeah yeah I, I think it's blood street but uh good, good stuff <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the vibe I always get when I watch your videos. So, which is also, which is, which is it's like a positivity I get from uh, you about it. I, I, you know, though, I really try to treat everybody the same. I'm not a super starstruck person. Yeah. But uh, even I just try to treat I try to treat everybody the same, you know. And, and uh, bums off the street would love it. Bosses that want their ass kisses, they, they would hate it. So, uh, you know. But I just try to stay even keeled and treat everybody the same because uh, honestly, that's that's the way I want to be treated. I mean, I, yeah. I would rather you e either like me or hate me than be like, well, how's Lan as a guy? Well, he's eh, you know. I'd rather you just like me or hate me and be really clear cut about everything because it, it just makes life easier that way with this kind yeah. of stuff yeah constructive criticism yeah uh, but yeah i enjoy watching your videos on youtube and i'm looking forward to pact of vengeance and right on, the army will be supporting you and uh any future endeavors yes my friend uh is it time to wrap it up it is okay i know we went a little bit too long but we're having that's fun okay. that's we're having right a good time. I, uh, I certainly am chat don't forget to subscribe to killer wolf films uh, join Len's Patreon and uh, keep an eye out for future projects. I'm sure, Len, you're going to let me know. Uh, keep me in the loop, too. Anything Absolutely. Now so I can spread the word. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a lot more fun. And you are always welcome back on the podcast, my friend. Yeah, just, have me on again. Have just me to on talk again. about movies. Just to shoot the shit, talk about movies, man. Absolutely. Uh, if you know who Lauren Avenon is or Matthias Hughes is or Jeff Speakman oh, yeah. is or 
or, or Jeff Wincott is or whatever. Yeah. You're speaking my language. Then, so. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Any, definitely. Anytime. So I've, I've got a lot of free time coming up here until we hopefully get rolling with Pact. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, hit yeah. me up. I'll hit you up. I really appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, chat, don't forget, to uh, tomorrow I will be on Gorekeeper's YouTube channel. We're going to be talking horror films. And then later that night, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time, I'm going to be at Jack's Be the Ripper's channel. And we're going to be talking about and reviewing the film Detroit Rock City. <laughs> so we're going to have a lot of fun. And then later in the week, more stuff planned. Uh, you, I, you will see it scheduled. And uh, I'd like to thank all the Movie Dojo Army for watching, liking. Don't forget, again, support Len's work. And we'll see you badasses next time. Take care. Len Dojo Army. Army. Yeah, Dojo Army. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for watching. I, I hope you consider checking out the campaigns for the movies that I do and things like that. But uh, most of all, thanks for watching, and uh, I'll see you soon. All right.